Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Adams, and you're listening to the Money Girl Podcast. Thanks so much for downloading the show and spending some time with me today. This is a milestone show, episode number 400. I can't believe it. I've got a ton of helpful information that we'll cover today and a new resource to share, so we might go a little longer than usual. I hope that's okay. Today, I'm going to highlight eight listener questions about credit cards, managing debt, and building credit. To celebrate this big milestone, I've started a brand new private Facebook group called Dominate Your Debt. If getting a handle on your debt, building credit, and improving your financial life is important to you, and I know it is, otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening to this show, if these are topics that resonate with you and you want to learn more in a supportive community, I'd love to have you in my brand new Dominate Your Debt Facebook group. You can search for the group on Facebook or simply send me a text message right now and I'll send you the link to join. Here's what to do. Text GROUP400 to the number 33444. There's no space between GROUP and 400. Again, send GROUP400 to the number 33444. I'll see you in the group. You can also link through to the Dominate Your Debt Facebook group in the transcript for this show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. Just look for episode number 400 called Eight Credit Card FAQs and Tips to Build Credit. Having credit cards and managing them the right way is a very important part of your personal finances. Cards are really powerful tools that can help you build credit and improve your financial life. But credit can also be very complicated, and it's often misunderstood even by very savvy people. So in this episode, I'm going to help you stay out of trouble by answering eight frequently asked questions about credit cards and building credit. The credit accounts you use, such as credit cards, car loans, student loans, and lines of credit, lay the foundation for your credit scores. You've got to have active credit accounts in your name and use them responsibly over time to show that you're trustworthy, and that's ultimately what helps you build credit. But even if you don't plan on making any big purchases, like a home or a car, Most people don't understand the role that credit plays in addition to borrowing money. A pushback that I often get about credit cards is from people who say, I just want to pay cash for things. I don't want to go into debt to build credit. And while I understand that perspective, I think it's really important to understand the pros and cons of having credit accounts. Because not only does having good credit qualify you for low money-saving interest rates, It also helps you in many areas of your financial life. For instance, having good credit helps you pay less for auto insurance and home insurance in most states. It helps you pay less for security deposits on utilities. It gives you more rental housing opportunities. And it also gives you better chances to get a job. More and more employers are looking at your credit history as a part of their background check. They can see a portion of your credit history, but not all of it. So here are eight frequently asked questions about using credit cards and how to build credit, no matter your situation. Credit card question number one comes from Tanya. She says, I'm a new graduate and I want to get my first credit card but apparently I don't have a credit score. 
How is it possible to get a credit card with no credit? In order to have a credit score, you must have a credit history of at least three to six months. While it might seem like a catch-22 to need credit before you can be approved for credit, I promise that there is an easy solution. No matter if you're like Tanya and you're just starting to build credit from scratch or you're rebuilding it maybe after a financial hardship, you can always get a secured credit card. These are special cards that look just like regular unsecured credit cards. They're accepted in all the same places, and they give you many of the same benefits. The main difference between a secured card and a regular credit card is that you must make an upfront refundable deposit to open the account. You choose the amount. It could be anywhere from $200, maybe up to $3,000 in some cases, and that amount becomes your available credit limit. But here's what's really important to know about a secured card. When you're choosing one, you've got to make sure that it reports your payment information to the national credit agencies because that's the only way to build credit. In the transcript for this show, I've included links to the best secured credit cards that I recommend, and I'll also be discussing a lot more about secured credit cards in the Dominate Your Debt Facebook group. So when you join the group, you'll also find my top picks there. Credit card question number two. Bill asks, I'm trying to improve my credit so I can buy a house in a few years. I recently got two credit cards, even though I don't really need them. Both say they will increase my credit limit in six months as long as I make my minimum payments. Is it better for my credit to just pay the minimum or the full balance every month? Thanks, Bill. This is a great question. Making timely payments on your credit accounts is the most important factor for your credit scores. As long as your minimum payment is received by the statement due date, you can build great credit. However, having said that, I want to say that it's never a good idea to carry a balance on a credit card from month to month. The interest can eat you alive. It can cost you two to three times more for items that you charged on a card. Additionally, you want to keep your credit utilization below a certain threshold, and I'll cover much more about credit utilization in a moment. So I recommend that you only make card charges that you can pay off in full every month. Sending in the full balance allows you to build great credit without having to pay any interest. This is something that many people get confused about. The reality is you never have to go into debt or pay one penny of interest when you use your credit cards the right way to build credit. Credit card question number three. This one comes from Keith who asks, about four years ago, I got a $200 secured credit card to help rebuild my credit and now my credit is great, but the card has a $10 monthly fee and I don't use it very often. What would happen to my credit if I cancel the card? Once you've used a secured credit card to build your credit, it's time to apply for a regular credit card. Some secured accounts may give you the option to convert to a regular unsecured credit card after a period of time, maybe 6 or 12 months. But if you can't get a regular no-fee card from your current card company, I recommend that you apply for a new one. I'd wait and cancel your secured card after you get a regular credit card to replace it. Credit card question number four. Frank asks, my ultimate goal is to become a homeowner. Right now, I'm an authorized user on someone else's credit card. Would having another card in my name help me build credit? 
Being an authorized user on someone else's credit card means that you have permission to use it, but you're not responsible for any of the debt. This is a great first step in establishing credit, but only if the account history is reported on your credit report and if the card owner makes their payments on time. You see, not all card companies report transactions to the credit bureaus for authorized users. And even if they do, some credit scoring models simply ignore the information that appears on accounts where the cardholder is just an authorized user and not the primary card owner. So I definitely recommend that you get an additional credit card in your own name as soon as possible. If your credit is not good enough to qualify for a regular card right now, simply apply for one of the secured cards that I recommend. Credit card question number five. Steve asks, how can I find out if a particular secured credit card will report my payment information to the credit bureaus? Any secured credit card that reports your payment information to the nationwide credit agencies should advertise that benefit up front since it's a nice competitive advantage for them. But if you don't see their reporting policy, you could contact the card company to find out before you apply. Once you open a secured credit card account and begin making monthly payments, you should see it listed on your credit reports if the company is reporting your information. You can pull each of your credit reports for free once a year from each of the three nationwide credit reporting agencies. They're Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. You can go to the individual websites or go to annualcreditreport.com. That's the official credit reporting site where you can get all three of the credit reports in one place. Now, your credit report doesn't include your credit scores. A lot of people pull their credit report and then are really disappointed that they don't see their scores. However, one of the tasks that I'm going to help you with in the Dominate Your Debt Facebook group is how to get your credit scores for free. Credit card question number six. This one comes from Catherine who asks, how many credit cards should I have to build the best credit? Well, there is not an exact number of credit cards that you need to build excellent credit. How many cards you need depends on your situation and how you plan to use them. I mentioned that making payments on time is the most important factor for your credit scores. Well, the next most powerful factor is credit utilization. This is the amount of credit you use compared to your credit limits. It's also known as your balance to limit ratio. Here's an example. Let's say you owe $500 on a credit card with a $1,000 credit limit. In that case, your utilization ratio is 50% because you're using half of your credit. For optimal credit, you should never exceed 20 to 30% of your card's credit limit. So in this example, you would never let your balance go above $200 or maybe $300 at the most if your card has a $1,000 credit limit. To achieve this low ratio, you may need to spread out your balances on more than one credit card, so you've got more total credit to work with. Two to three cards should be sufficient for most people, but you can have many more cards and still have excellent credit as long as you manage them well. I have four credit cards that all serve different purposes for me. Consider having a low-rate card for the times when you must carry a balance from month to month and also maybe a higher rate rewards card. This would be for the charges that you always pay off each month. No annual fee cards are certainly best, 
But some rewards cards may charge a fee, and it may be well worth it depending on the benefits that you'll receive from the card. Credit card question number seven. Kelly asks, I recently paid off three credit cards and then closed one of them. I was going to close the remaining two, but heard that it would hurt my credit. What should I do? Well, Kelly, the answer is that it's true that closing or canceling a credit card account, even one that you don't use anymore, can hurt your credit. That's because it causes your total amount of available credit to shrink, which causes your utilization ratio to increase and your scores to decrease. In other words, Closing a credit card account means that your total balances become a higher percentage of your total credit limits, and that makes you look riskier to creditors, even if you really aren't. So here's my advice. If you're planning on making a big purchase within the next three to six months, maybe a home or a car, I don't recommend making any changes to your credit situation, so don't close any credit accounts. But if you're not planning on making any purchases and you really want to get rid of those additional credit cards, space out your cancellations over time. So maybe cancel one within six months and then another one in the next six months. Another factor that's used to calculate your credit scores is the length of time that you've had credit accounts. So I don't recommend closing a credit card that you've had for a really long time, maybe let's say more than five years. You might just want to keep it and use it to make small purchases from time to time that you pay off in full just to keep it active. And credit card question number eight. Sundar Repandian, I hope I got that right, asks, I want to buy airline tickets for $4,500, but my credit card only has a credit limit of $5,000, so the charge would exceed 30% of my available credit limit, which I know is the recommended threshold. If I pay it off right away, would it still hurt my credit? This is a great question. Paying off a big credit card charge quickly can help you avoid a high utilization ratio and protect your credit. The amount used in the calculation is generally your previous month's credit card statement balance. So the idea is that if you pay off the balance before the statement's monthly closing date, it couldn't be reported to the credit agencies. So I definitely recommend that you pay off a big credit card purchase as soon as possible instead of waiting until the statement due date. Also, here's another important tip. When a card offers you a higher credit limit, always take it, no matter if you need that credit or not. Having more available credit relative to your balances will cut your utilization ratio and raise your credit scores. Before we go, I want to thank a couple of folks who recently submitted five-star reviews in iTunes. Ash from VA says, sweet and quick knowledge delivered on various aspects about money. And Oot Hawkeye says, just started listening and I love it. Very practical and useful. Highly recommend. I can't thank you enough for those awesome reviews and helping new listeners find the show. I'm so glad you're listening. Talk to you next week. Cha-ching! That's all for now, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.